Welcome to the wild. This is Laura Branning. And I'm Nate Gant. And we decided to come together with our knowledge, perspective, and expertise on life before, during, and after divorce. Dump, dump, dump. So we are going to talk about breakups versus goodbyes. Like what actually warrants a breakup and what else you can just say goodbye. And this isn't absolute science. This is more of a work in progress. Right. Because just the tips, a breakup is different than a goodbye. Literally just the tips. Perfect. Yeah, there it is. So, I mean, it reminds me of being in a place where I knew I needed to create boundaries. I needed to be okay if it wasn't going to work out. And it, this is the most challenging part for anybody because you haven't had boundaries probably in your life in a long time. Well, it's not or the most never. challenging. I mean. Oh, shit. I got a long list that could be the most challenging. So you're right. <laughs> this time you're right. I'm sorry, what? I think we already recorded that and I said that you were right. No, that's three times. Thanks. But here we are talking about what actually warrants a breakup. But here you've gone through this monumental breakup or still going through it. Now you're talking with other people. How do you end that relationship? How do you say goodbye? Interaction, whatever. And it's awkward because you haven't, you may have never even defined what it is interaction with the other person that relationship i mean it's not a relationship you're not it's a relationship it is you're so you tell me what's a relationship and what's not laura okay so i see an actual relationship is where you both are on the same page have you said it said what that this is an actual relationship right i think that's when you both acknowledge it And you decide you're in a relationship. Maybe that's when you become exclusive or when you've decided to become boyfriend and girlfriend, which really is being exclusive as well. But that sounds damn cute to say boyfriend, girlfriend. It does. I know, I remember talking to my my therapist about it. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, we broke up. And he told me, that's not a breakup, that's a goodbye. Right. Because you're... You really haven't become a real full-blown relationship yet. A full-blown relationship. Like, you haven't talked about it. You haven't become exclusive. Oh, right. And these are all muddy waters because potentially you're coming out of a divorce with someone you've been with for a really long time. So you haven't had a breakup, except for the last one, in a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's even, do you need to say anything? Do you ghost them? Do they ghost you? How could that even be a possibility? Well, we're here to tell you it is. I mean, I've been ghosted. What? I've been ghosted a few times. (laughs) I'm not immune to the ghosting. Contrary to popular belief, I am not immune to the ghosting. Was that some field research you did? Yeah. It's called my life. That's the field research. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief. That was popular belief that you don't get ghosted. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) Have you been ghosted? Yes, I've been ghosted. Ooh. Tell us more. Oh, I have to tell us more? Well, I asked the question first. That's why you got stuck with it. Whatever. So, yeah. I mean, there's just been times you're like, wow, I thought that was going pretty well. And then nothing. So by ghosted, are you talking about somebody that you've spent some time with? Like you've had a real date? Yeah. Oh, have had a real date. Okay. And maybe it's two, three dates. Okay. And then nothing. And maybe it's me ghosting. I mean. You've ghosted? Yeah. I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I didn't know any better. But but tell us more about that. Like, why did you ghost them? Because I just wasn't feeling it. And then if it's like if you become annoying enough, they'll just break up with you. 
Like, and it's not really the breakup. I get that. But maybe they'll just leave you alone because you're that annoying. Uh, you can't tell me you haven't done that. <laughs> I'm just going to say I have. And you, I'll say yes. And if have. anyone is listening that I've done this to, I'm sorry. That oh, is not a mature reaction or way to handle things. Right. The Irish goodbye isn't helpful either. But I'm Irish and I get better with whiskey. So I have that going for me. I know. We've discussed this because I'm Irish as well. Surprise. But not as Irish as me. Because I'm really gray. Mm hmm. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> what deserves what deserves a breakup versus what deserves a goodbye? Well, I think when you're on the same page with that relationship, kind of going back to that, you've discussed that you're in a relationship and now it's the breakup. But like even starting from just starting to talk to someone and the conversation dies off, you don't have to go back and say, well, hey, thanks. Good luck with what you're looking for. It's not necessary. It's kind of condescending and rude. And mean. It is mean. So just leaving it is fine. And if they ask for something, maybe they needed a little bit more closure. However, there's also people who need closure on a lot of things because they're too hurt at that time anyway. They don't, they lack the emotional intelligence. Fair enough. So it's okay to say, hey, nope, sorry, wasn't feeling it. It wasn't the spark I was looking for. Which you can find any of your friends who went into the wild before you to help you formulate that perfect text message that says it wasn't the spark that I was looking for. Right. I it wasn't this... the connection I was looking for. It really wasn't the chemistry that I was hoping for. So maybe this is a good point to ask about this, Laura. Mm-hmm. Have you ever went on a string of first dates? I'm sorry, what? Have you ever went on a string of first dates? So you've went on mm -hmm. multiple first dates in a fairly short amount amount of time. Yes, it's possible. I've heard. Mm -hmm. Let's just go with yes. Give me a number. I don't know. I need a number. And a I mean, number I was really days. good at it. You need what? A number and a number of days. So you went on X number of first oh, dates. Gosh. In X number of days. By the way, this is not scripted, people. This is not scripted at all. And Laura hates it when I do shit like this. Yeah, I don't like to go off agenda. Oh, man, I don't. This is a hard one because I could do three dates in a day. Well, three meets. Okay, meets. So I could days. go for coffee in the morning, coffee in the afternoon, which is not good for me to be caffeinated, by the way. Sure. So I would be like double caffeinated and then I'd go for drinks that night. And she only has instant coffee at her house, by the way. Whatever. There's coffee places close by. Sure. I don't even have a coffee pot. Go on. That's what I just said. No, you just said I had instant coffee. Anyways, keep going. Oh, my goodness. Where was she I? She is sweating. Literally <laughs> sweating bullets. Would you like me to take over for you? I think I'm sweating BBs. They're not quite bullets. Oh, uh, whatever. So, oh, my goodness. Like, if I actually had to pick a number... Pick a number. Let's Not just round it. Not flattering at all. Let's say, what? So three, probably like 15 in five days. 15 in five days? Well, you know what? I have a more realistic number because I'm a man. Mm -hmm. So mine's going to be less. I mean, I didn't pay for mine. You pay for yours. Yeah. So I went on 14 first meets in 10 days. Okay. It was very programmed. It was very redundant. It was very programmed. What do you mean by programmed? Well, I had a loop that I programmed out and it was, this is what we do at this point in time for this amount of time. Like for an, an agenda for a date? Absolutely. Like your script, I mean, you had date. it scripted it was, out. Yeah, it, it, was, was, it was a meet. A meet. Yes. It was a meet. Do you really want me to say it? Yeah. So... <laughs> It would be meet at Kendall Yards, get coffee, go on a lime green scooter ride. Because now it's like two dates or a meetup and then a date. If so the coffee went well. If the coffee went well, then we get on the lime green scooters. We would ride around for a while with pre-planned stops at different locations. Like, would you drive? Okay. Yeah. And if that went well, then we would go to a very close by location to grab a drink. 
Did anyone fall? No, no falling. Okay. I just think that's funny. Yeah. So, okay. But. So that was your program. That was my program. Hmm. That was summer, well, late spring 2019 program. Because Lord knows we couldn't do that in 2020 because we don't have Lion Green scooters anymore because of the COVID. Yeah, because of the COVID. Yep. So I would do that too. I mean, I didn't have a program. I mean, I've been on a number of those, like the go get coffee, go on the Lime Green scooter. Like it was a, it was from the playbook. Right. But that's what you just continually did. I did. 14 for... times in a row. Yeah. And I would get green tea a lot of times. Just to save on the caffeination. Save on the caffeination and it was a cheaper drink. Oh God, you're so kind. I really am. Sheesh. I wasn't there for a free meal, not for a free drink. Sometimes I would even try to get there early to have my coffee already. I, I get you. I guess what I'm saying is that I... And that's not something... It's funny to say that I went on that many first meets or first dates, right? <laughs> in that short amount of time. At the same time, there's... That's me saying I needed that to establish boundaries. And I needed this to be able to get to a point where it was okay for me to say, this doesn't work for me, and this is the reason why. Well, it becomes a distraction. Like, for me, when I did that, it was like I needed some sort of validation. Like, I was on a mission. Like, I was going to find someone that I had a connection with. But I was meeting so many people and having so many conversations that none of it meant anything. Ooh. Yeah. And, and that's I, not just true for me. No, I, same thing happened with me <laughs> because it wasn't finally till I came to the end of that time frame that then I met someone and ended up in, I guess, reconnected with someone and had a relationship with them. Reconnected with someone. Well, I met them prior to that. That's how you make a reconnection. Hmm. But that's also how I formulated my response or my goodbye and that they had, had some of those women had had an excellent time on those meets oh, or those yeah. first dates. And like I did too. At the same time, I was like, I had a fun time and I said, I don't think this is going to work. And so I had to come up with a way to formulate and say, we didn't have this chemistry that I was looking for, the spark. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's where chemistry and compatibility really are a big issue However, when you're first out into the wild, just being able to say, you know what, I'm not really ready for a re relationship. I'm not really in a place that I can be completely emotionally available. No, you're not. At yeah. All. But you I knew that. Like I had a guy tell me he wanted to be my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, I'm not ready. He's like, well, when will you be ready? And I literally said, oh, in like four months. Which you weren't educated enough to give a response like that no but i was in a relationship in four months then wow it's weird congratulations yeah how'd that work out not so well fortune teller right but knowing that was my place where i was at because i didn't owe anybody anything that's the place i had to be because even if i had a great time it didn't mean i had to like that person i usually had a great time like that i didn't put that weight on someone else is this a humble brag or what is this no it's like you have to be secure within yourself that you're going to enjoy your time yeah. but just because you had fun doesn't mean you have a connection so this might actually even be the time when you tell someone i'm sorry it just wasn't the spark i was looking for so it's kind of like saying the goodbye Right, exactly. That is the, the goodbye. That is the goodbye. Yeah. And it isn't a time to be condescending. Don't get shitty. Right. Well, good luck with your life. I hope you find what you're looking for. There's a way to say that and genuinely mean it, but just kind of, it's all in the presentation. The only issue we have here is there's no handbook or, gui or guideline on when you should and should not do a goodbye versus a real breakup. Right. They don't tell you that ahead of time. No. But I think when, before big feelings get involved, 
is when a goodbye is fine. The text, quote unquote, it's like the text breakup. That's a goodbye. Right. That's not like a full breakup. Like I've had that where it was like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. I don't think it's really going to work out either. We really weren't compatible. Well, let's face it. Face it. If one person says it's time to say goodbye, it's time to say goodbye. It's time to say goodbye. There's nothing that's going to keep that together. Don't try to chase it. It becomes toxic. It's not beneficial for everyone, anyone. And you can only get upset from here. Yeah. So I had gotten broke up by, I goodbyed by a text. Okay. And he'd left his glasses at my house and I knew I needed to get them back to him, but I really didn't want to see him anymore. Like Fair enough. There was no reason to meet again. Sure. There wasn't going to be feelings. I didn't want to get caught up in the chemistry we had. And so I dropped off the glasses, sent a text. Hey, just a heads up. You left your glasses at my house, left them on your front porch, and hope you have a great day. Like, not a big deal. And then he texts me back saying, well, I just don't really have the energy today. So maybe we can meet up early next week. I'm like, okay, did you not read the dang text I just sent like is there a problem do I need to spell this out to you no I don't want to see you again the glasses are on your front porch okay thanks go home and you'll find everything you need there yeah no he was at home I knew he was at home I didn't even knock on the door I'm like you "Eh." just chucked them from the car didn't chuck them I set them nicely on the porch in a protected area and then I left because I didn't want to interact at all. I didn't want to have it be an issue. I didn't want to have him mad that I broke his glasses or anything. Or the kids break him. Could you imagine that? The oh, kids broke them. I do not need my kids to find something like that. Right. So, whatever. It was done. It was over. That was a clean goodbye. No other messages were sent. That was fine. Well. hmm You know, I've... There's been times, There's, I I will say one specific time, that there's somebody that got a goodbye when they deserved a full breakup. And part of that was the immaturity on my part. Part of that was me not knowing how to do it because nobody tells you, nobody trains you on how to do a breakup. Right. And so I went with a goodbye when she really deserved a real breakup. And so I think as men, we're actually taught and trained, okay, this is how you talk to a woman. And people talk about that. This is how you meet women. No one goes through and says, this is how you do a breakup. This is how you cut it off. Right. (laughs) This is how you say goodbye and Sarnora, see you later, whatever it might be. Like nobody goes through that with you. So... I'll say on my side, I've done a goodbye when she deserved a full breakup. Well, or at least like a hybrid breakup. It was a hybrid. It was a hybrid. That's what you gave her was a hybrid? It was through Marco Polo. And I don't, I don't even really want to discuss this on a podcast, but I, it was through a Marco Polo. Oh man. And if you don't know what that is, Google it. But we communicated a lot through Marco Polo. And so she had sent me a message and I responded with, I don't think this works anymore. And I felt that was good enough at the time, but it wasn't really fair to her. Well, but if that's really what you needed at that time, it's kind of okay. I'll take that and I'll take that pat on the back and run with it. But I'll tell you this. I think in reality, (laughs) she deserved a real breakup face to face. Well, that's fair. Okay. But you didn't give it to her. So, but the thing that you started to talk about that I think we should talk about more is chemistry. So you said that you had chemistry with this guy mm-hmm. and he left glasses at your house. And I don't know why any man would leave his glasses at your house, but, and I'm saying that jokingly and I'm smiling right now. However, he left glasses at your house. You had chemistry. You didn't want to work with the chemistry, but why would you break up with him if you had chemistry? I didn't do the breaking up. Oh, he did the breaking up. Yeah, he did the breaking up. And why? He said that he was worried that we weren't that compatible and that he thought it would be- was best if he broke it off before any big feelings got in- involved. Any big feelings got hurt. Okay. And it really was probably the best route for it. I was hurt by it. I had to go show some property like 
an hour and a half away. So you had a lot of opportunity to think about it. I did have a lot of opportunity to think about it. He was supposed to go on that ride with me. And so it was going to be kind of a a day trip almost. Right. It's three hours in the car. Right. And I was looking forward to that. And suddenly that wasn't happening. And suddenly he was not. Yeah. Dome, dome, dome. Well, and again, you can't force someone into that situation. You don't really want to when you think about it. And I wouldn't want to be forced into that either. So I actually appreciated what he said. And it was like, okay, well, Did you thanks. appreciate it at the time? Or is it looking back you appreciated? No, because I was coaching fitness classes. Like I was literally in between classes for coaching and saw this text. And I thought, oh, okay, great. You know, I'm hearing from the guy I'm seeing. Right. Oh, and it's a breakup. I'm like, or goodbye. And I thought, what? kind of wrecked my morning he knew i was coaching and maybe didn't understand it to what the full extent that that was but what it meant to you yeah and for me coaching fitness classes group fitness i have to be on like i sparkle when i coach i enjoy it it's tough there's a lot of weightlifting. this isn't like zumba and no offense to zumba or any group fitness classes whatsoever But I love coaching, and that was kind of my happy place. Yeah. And here it was kind of a little bit stomped on a little bit. I'm like, well, whatever. I hate you. Wow. (laughs) We moved through that quickly. Well, it it was a tough one for me to get over because we had such this electric chemistry that I thought, oh, man, yeah, I want more of that. But chemistry versus compatibility, those are two different things that I think are really important to make a distinction on. Right. When you talk about chemistry versus compatibility, tell us more. Like, what was the feelings around it? What made that special? Was it the first time you felt that after your divorce or breakup? Yeah, it wasn't necessarily the first time. Um, But for whatever reason, this one was just really great. Like I'd kind of had this weird string of not necessarily flings, but things that I thought were going to go maybe into relationships and they just didn't fell flat, whatever it was. And I thought, oh, okay. And they didn't have the chemistry that this one guy had with me. Like we both were like, wow, this is great. God, that's a great feeling. Like isn't it? we were a drug for each other. Macklemore has a song about that too. Okay. <laughs> well, and it was not something that was going to last very long. Like, sure. Chemistry will burn out really quick. And the compatibility, the day to day, is actually what keeps you going. It's the couple on the cruise ship with the matching outfits. Oh, so cute. I think it's adorable. Right. It doesn't mean she's not showing cleavage. Like, you make it sound like they're wearing the same exact shirt. Well, that's how I pictured it. I know you do. Right. It's wrong. That's not how I see it. So, there. I gotcha. We're fighting. But what do you think about compatibility versus chemistry? Well, it's funny. Like, I think that it's said best by Martin Garrix and featuring Macklemore. And it says, she's the one, a masterpiece. She's a drug. Got a fast release. Got me sprung, sprung, wrapped in sheets. And I think that says it best. Like, that's chemistry. Right. Like, it's a drug. I kind of wanted you to, like... I, like, I want to <laughs> say it, and I want to keep going with those lines, but I don't want my no, mom but, to hear it. Right, but I was waiting for you to, like, wrap that yeah, out. Yeah, I can't wrap that out. I'm no <laughs> Macklemore, for sure. But that's chemistry. That's chemistry. And when you feel it, for the first time, especially after a divorce... It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And you think this is the most amazing thing you've ever experienced in your life. It will change your freaking life. Yep. However, it's not real and it's going to burn out. Well, it's real. It's just not real long term. Correct. And I've actually said to a woman before that I've had chemistry with. This is amazing and it scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Because if there's no chemistry with compatibility, it's just... It's a making for a disaster. Yeah. It's its own dumpster fire. Ooh, it is. 
and no one's going to understand it because if you're looking from the outside in you're going to say why didn't that work out mm-hmm. like they were both into each other but it's like you can be too into somebody yep or they're too into you so when you have somebody who you're really into they're really into you oh my goodness that's fantastic but you it can be too far on both sides and that's even at the same time yeah that's what i mean and that's that's a relationship that's based solely on chemistry Mm -hmm. so tell me laura what's it like to have a relationship that is both chemistry and compatibility i think that's a great question (laughs) i'm not sure i really have the answer like i thought that i knew um but the compatibility wasn't there sure so I've had compatibility more where it's just a friend. Like that's all that's ever going to be. Like there's no way. There's no chemistry. No. So you have a working relationship. Basically. You can talk about things. You can have a good time. But yet there's not the chemistry side of things. Right. What about you? Well, let's turn these questions back on you, too. What was the question again? <laughs> I don't remember. What was the question? Uh, I've had chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't say that I've ever had compatibility and chemistry at the same time, okay. ever. <laughs> I mean, if I did, I probably wouldn't be talking about it with you guys. <laughs> right. This is not... Um... This is where, if you're asking me for my expert opinion, this is where. And to have a perfect relationship? Oh, ask me that question and then I'll give you a great answer. (laughs) Hey, Nate, how do you have a perfect relationship? Hold, please. And that's all my thoughts on my perfect relationship. And Laura, how do you have a perfect relationship? Yeah, that's all I have. I have nothing. Yeah. Dead air. Yeah, that's. This is not where we're experts for you people. And yeah. by you people, I mean that in the most demeaning way possible and the, <laughs> the terrible way possible. He's just trying to make himself feel better. It's yeah. whatever. Yeah, we got nothing for you. Mm-hmm. But that compatibility versus chemistry, it's the different types of love, like loving tacos versus... Every, everybody loves tacos. Everybody loves tacos. But do you actually like the person? For me, it's almost like the compatibility Compatibility is the like. You actually like them. Okay. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Part of me is starting to like unravel in my brain with it. Because I think you also have that unconditional love. And that's maybe more of the chemistry itself. Pardon me. Compatibility. See? Okay. There we go. I'm all like wrapped up. So that unconditional love is that compatibility but without that fire that spark that chemistry just isn't there yeah and i'll say i found that chemistry before a couple of different times in life but i've never i've never found chemistry also with compatibility so like i said before when we talked about why didn't it work with my ex it's Mm -hmm. because we didn't work on a tuesday she was kind enough to text me in a very gracious way. She was being awesome and saying, Hey, we did work on a Tuesday. We had two boys on Tuesdays. So both Declan and Finnegan were born on Tuesdays and we did those things. Well, you did those things. Well, we did those things. Well, however, like normal life, we just didn't do well. And taking out the trash, watch like watching kids, raising kids, making dinner, um, on a Tuesday night, we didn't do that well. And I've never found someone that I've had the chemistry as well as the compatibility with to make all those things jive. But when it comes to the heat and to the fire, have I had that? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm honestly like, I feel privileged to say it. at least I found that. Right. And I'm grateful for that. Right. But I don't think that's completely uncommon. I hope not. Yeah, or else this doesn't sound like it'd be fun at all. Otherwise, you people are boring. 
Right. Well, and that's what kind of brings it to the wild. Like it's this adrenaline pump and it's addictive. Yeah. And you get to actually decide what you want to allow in your life, what you don't want to allow, what is good, what is bad. Like you get to start defining what your next relationship will look like, what you'll allow it to look like. Yeah. All of the aspects of it. Yeah. So whether that be the heat and the fire or who takes out the trash on Tuesday, you get to decide all those things and you decide how it goes. Yeah. And I think as a man that came down to me being like, what am I going to lead in? Like, what am I going to lead when it comes to the physical aspects of things? Or what, what does it mean when it comes to, are we going to go out to dinner every freaking night or are we going to stay home and cook? Right. But I think that's where the compatibility comes into play, that you actually can almost decide that together and not necessarily take a lead on it. Maybe Mm. it's a lead in the conversation. Right. But having that partnership, that teamwork, like I know what that's completely like because here I am doing it all on my own. This is, we're talking about theory right now. Right. I think it sounds super great in theory. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And to be determined later. Right. (laughs) But I think you do get red flags that come up that says this won't work or this won't progress past this point. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree with that. And a lot of times because of chemistry, you will overlook those. I like how you said a lot of times. You will always overlook them for a period of time when it comes to chemistry. I was trying to be nice. These people don't need nice. They need the I know. Truth. I was trying to be nice to you. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, the chemistry will make you put those blinders on so you don't see those red flags. You don't, you overlook the deal breakers. You see the red flags. You see them creeping up, but you say, I, you know, it probably won't be the same this time. It's not that big of a deal. It's a flag that you choose to push down. Yeah. Maybe it's more magenta. That's not really what this is. I know. But it's like, maybe it's just a little bit of a different color. It's not really a red flag. Right. You just try to rationalize all of it. That's not beef. That's definitely chicken. Yeah. I don't even know where that came from. I mean, and so this is maybe a little poignant, but like orgasms can definitely make you overlook red flags. I would tend to agree. (laughs) You stumbled over your words a little bit there. But it's true. Yeah. I mean, if that's the position that you're in, you tend to overlook those things. So when you have that chemistry relationship or relationship that's based mainly off of chemistry, it's very easy to get really hooked on this person and overlook all these red flags. I absolutely agree. That song came from a specific person in my life. And that was like, feel free to look up the rest of the words. It makes sense when you read through all the lyrics. Yeah. They become like a drug. Mm -hmm. And it feels so amazing. And you can't believe you get to experience it. But I guess that's also what drug ads go through. So that's what they are. So you've heard. So I've heard. Word on the street. Never been one myself, but that's what I've heard. That's what you've heard. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. So. I think you got to come to a place where, and I I think you have to come to a place where you realize that the red flags come up that say this can't come, this can't go any further. Like we've come to a place and this can't go past this point. Were there red flags for a reason? Yep. They pop up because you've seen this pattern before. Absolutely. And you should trust your gut. This isn't something you have to even check in with anybody else. That can be the reason for the goodbye. And that's pro- that could be a subtle thing. That could be you find out that, gosh, they get on Tinder to see if you're on Tinder. or Right, because there's trust issues or whatever. Or they've been burned before. Mm-hmm. And that's fair, but having that open conversation where the compatibility allows for that open conversation. And I think it's being comfortable with who they are. Mm-hmm. 
And you could be in very different stages of being out into the wild. Ooh, very true. Because I didn't ever check if somebody else was on Tinder when I was, or any dating app when I was first into the wild. I didn't so, care. And I'll tell you my story specifically when I use this example was I went on one of those 14 first dates or whatever it was with somebody and I found her on a dating app. It's somebody I'd met at the gym and I, she didn't respond when I reached out to her on this dating app. And so I sent her a message on social media and she got back to me and said, Oh, I wasn't on there. I was only on, I wasn't on there looking for a date. I was only on there to see if my boyfriend was on there looking for someone else and cheating on me. That's a red flag. Laura, what's a red flag that you've heard about? That I've heard about? Yeah. I think there's like a cookie story in here somewhere. There's a cookie story in here somewhere. Well, so in my adventures in meats, I had heard about a guy trying to say no. He tried to reject a girl. He tried to do the goodbye. He probably needed to do a breakup and maybe not. It's This very, guy is not me, by the way, people. This guy is not Nate. But he was telling me about a girl that was really trying to get his attention and she had dropped cookies off at his house. She did not know where he lived. She had not been there. She found out where he lived and then dropped off cookies. I'm like, oh, well, how were the cookies? And he's like, they were great. They always are. Right. They, was, they were worthy of a drop off. Sure. However, if that's not somebody you're actually in a relationship with, don't, don't drop off the cookies. You never drop off cookies if you're not in a relationship with them. And this includes like muffins, donuts, like pastries. Baked <laughs> yeah, pastries, baked goods. baked goods of any kind. Yeah. But that was something that was brought to my attention very early of going into the wild. And I thought, wow, okay, so I have not baked anyone cookies. I've not dropped off any cookies. I maybe have made cookies. This but is not made, a euphemism But either. you made them pick up the cookies from, from you. I don't think so. I don't remember. That's beside the point. Let's maybe just they, say they could have cookies at my house. There was not some effort that I made cookies for anyone and dropped them off. That's all. Fair enough. Okay. So what are some red flags that you've experienced? Uh, I would say such as when like your beliefs are not the same or when it comes to religion or God or your perspective on God or church. Well, I don't think line up. when those things come up so very quickly, like I was asked who I voted for and it was such a... Who did you vote for? We're not talking about that. So we were having a conversation, but it was literally, I had not met this person yet. Oh. Um, and he knows, like, I'm friends with them now. And he knows this, like, was a total no-fly zone. Okay. Like, you don't just start a conversation and say, who did you vote for? And, like, hung his hat on that. And, and like, you do if you want to fight. You do if you want to fight. And that's all it felt like. And I thought, well, I'm not here to be in a relationship like that. Sure. Nobody's that cute. I mean, I'm pausing for dramatic effects, but yeah, go on. Yeah. Nobody's that cute. So we had conversation later. I'm like, yeah, that's not, I really don't know that I want to continue even talking to you now because I don't want to have a political conversation right now. That's If Ooh. that's what you need, I'm not your person. Wow. And I was totally okay with that. Strong boundaries. That was a strong boundary for me. Absolutely. Yeah. So I appreciate when the religious side aligns, but it's not something that I am stuck on when I first talk to someone. Like I'd really, okay. <laughs> really, it'd be nice if they were actually emotionally available. Come on. <laughs> I know. High standards. I'm speaking for men everywhere when I say how many of us really are. Right, but if you wait until you're ready, you're never going to be ready. That's what she said. I did just now. Yeah. No, that's uh, not, no, that's a solid point. That's a great point, and it's it's one of those things that we look at, and if we only look at chemistry, it's easy to just get past it and to move forward. And mm -hmm. 
and just hide behind it. You can hide behind chemistry for a long time. People have hid behind chemistry for years. Right, but I don't. that's just it. They're hiding behind it. They're not actually having a productive, healthy relationship. Right, there's no way to take out the trash. Nobody to take out the trash. Yep. Hmm. You can quote me on that. Well, but I think, too, being on your own and taking care of your own stuff, you create an appreciation for a partner so much more. Yes. So I can only make my kids do so many chores. They're not here all the time. I don't know, but they're getting older. So for me, there's more for them to do. Yes. Yeah. My kids can take out the trash. Yep. Like that's so great. Both of them can in my household. Yeah. It's a humble brag on my part. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So heartfelt. Having all of those systems in place or whatever, being able to do it on your own doesn't mean you don't want a partner. True. Like just because you have to become this strong person and take care of yourself doesn't mean you don't need somebody else in your life or don't want somebody else in your life. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's where compatibility and chemistry are. That need is the chemistry. The want is compatibility. If you want somebody in your life, that's the compatibility you have. Wow, that's a book. It is a book. Like attention is interest. If you're not getting the attention from someone, that's also a red flag. It doesn't mean that they have to be completely bird dogging you. But if you actually have their attention, you will know. It's true. I remember my dad telling me years ago before I ever got divorced, before I ever got married, you know, if a woman doesn't, like, if you have to beg for that attention in the beginning, it's Mm -hmm. just not going to work. Right. And vice versa. It's kind of like you can't chase it. You will attract it. Mm -hmm. I think that's very true. And it also doesn't mean it's going to be completely perfect and smooth sailing either. It brings up a whole nother topic, though, because there's so many times that it feels like women, and this is coming from a man's perspective, uh-huh. bring it, want to be chased. They do want to be chased. They, they want to be pursued to some level. Sure, pursued, but I will say this, as a man, I will not chase a woman. I think we have different meanings. Go on, tell me more. So my definition with being pursued like if somebody actually I has interest. I didn't say pursued. I said chase. Chase. Okay. Yeah. So for me to be chased is someone showing interest. Okay. And then it's almost like a mutual volley back and forth. It's yeah. not just having the guy reach out every time. But I think it's important at the very beginning. There's like a very delicate balance that if he's not the one reaching out, then he's not interested. But there's a fine line because if you want to keep him interested, you have to give him something to chase. You are most likely correct, possibly. <laughs> but I'm not going to give you this one fully. No, that's fine because I think it it deserves a level of engagement. And that's where it can't just be a woman waiting for some guy to make all the moves. Sure. And I don't think it's fair to the guys, but I also think like a woman kind of gives that first okay for the pickup line. They open the door. Having that engagement for a guy to pursue you, like if you're chatting back and forth and you don't provide engaging conversation or ask how their day is doing as well or reciprocate in any fashion, he's not going to have something to chase. If he doesn't want you in his life, you're not going to convince him. I think that's a fair statement and that's yeah. completely true. I also think there's a lot of times that men will reach out and we they make where they fail is that they never ask women questions. Mm-hmm. They make statements that never give women the opportunity to respond. Right. So there's no engagement there. Sure. But I do think that women shouldn't be doing that engaging right away. You're saying they should play hard to get. Not necessarily hard to get, but not just a foregone conclusion. Give me more. So to have a woman 
send a message. Like we're probably not going to send a one sentence. It's probably going to be a few sentences long. It's going to be a pretty meaty little message. With the question. With a question in it for engagement, for sure. Which is fair. Yeah. It's fair that there's a question in it? Yep. Women are better at that than men. They are. But that's why men have to do it first. Because if the picker doesn't do the picking, it's not going to work out. ooh <laughs> Yeah. I'm serious. Like, that is something that I used to see on a TV show on, like, a matchmaker thing. Because if there isn't that attraction, you're not going to create it. And I think it goes back to men being men. So for a man, if you're not going to say, I want to pursue her, it it kind of falls flat. Right. So that's why that's why I think a guy needs to chase. But not be a dirtbag. Not be a dirtbag. Right. But he needs to instigate. Maybe that's a better way to put it. But people know it as chase. Sure. And I'm saying I've looked at some. So here's here's what we're coming down to now. Now that I share two social media accounts with Laura, (laughs) I see some of the comments that men sent. And to dudes everywhere... You can be dicks. I don't even know what to say. I know. Welcome to my world. And I, like, now that I kind of see what women go through, mm-hmm. and this is not planned or scripted right now. This is totally yeah. off the cuff. I'm saying after I see what women kind of go through, it's freaking weird, dudes. So, so I'm speaking for men everywhere when I say. But it also doesn't mean they're real accounts. Like, we, I got weird messages from people. Like, whatever. Our page got weird messages. It's fine. Like, if this is happens. If I got that sent, like, if you said that to my face, by the way, we would be fighting in the street. If we're, maybe we're looking at different messages. Maybe I read them and just deleted them. I don't know. But I'm just saying, <laughs> if you send that to me and you said, if you would have said that. What if that was my Prince Charming <laughs> that I would have met in the DMs? I'll say this. <laughs> if you say that to my face in the street, we're fighting. So that brings up a very valid point. Don't say something in a DM, a direct message, a private message, whatever you want to call it, that you wouldn't say to someone's face. Or to their mom. Yeah. Or to like your sister. Like you wouldn't want your sister being hit on that way. So don't do it to my any sister? other woman. Same. Yeah, my sister's different. She's great. Your sister is great. I believe you. What I'm saying is if you're not going to say something to someone of value, like someone that you, your mom, a relative. You you hit it on correctly. You use the correct term, of value. Yeah. So you're, well, and especially because the idea is to have this person in your life that you hold value to. It's It's a meaningful conversation. Yeah. So consider that. Dudes, don't send a message about being in a bathtub and <laughs> He's blah, lucky blah, it blah. wasn't some like initial video chat. I've gotten those before. I'll just say this. Stop. Men everywhere stop. This pretend is too like your funny. mom's gonna read it. And if your mother wouldn't read it and slap you in the face, like that's how you have to be okay with it. Is your mom gonna read it? Is her mom gonna read it? So Because her girlfriends are gonna see this. There's gonna be a screenshot and you will be And now I have to see it too. So just think of me when you send it. This is so funny. But literally this happened and I guess I didn't share it. No, you didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Stop. Men everywhere stop before you slide into the DMs. You might have to take your own advice too. I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm good at it. Okay. You're so good at it. You're single doing a podcast with me. How's your Friday night? Sitting on Laura's couch doing a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So, but that goes back to why I think men need to be doing that pursuing. Because if they're not, they're that chasing, if they're not holding you in value and find you attractive, it's not going to work out. And 
If you wouldn't say it to their face, then don't say it to them in a DM. Yeah. Please, you know? for all of us. Every, Everyone everywhere. Everyone everywhere. Oh, my goodness gracious. No matter the race, creed, color, whatever it might be, don't say it if you wouldn't say it to their face. Yeah, I think that's very valid. Yeah, that's what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Where are we at in our notes here, too? Let's let's make sure we stay on track with this. I know we're doing good. Nate makes sure that he makes copious notes to prepare. Well, and we have a Google Doc that we share. Yeah. So, because that's how it goes. Well, it's hard to collaborate a lot of this, too. Apparently, it's hard to, like, do all these things, have kids, have jobs. Yeah. And still live a normal life. So. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. Yep. Apparently, on my list, we've covered everything. Well, that sounds like it's probably a good point to wrap it up. Probably. So, we talked about a breakup. Versus a goodbye. Versus a goodbye. And that's where you kind of get the ghosting in. Like, that's okay sometimes. This is why, okay, big segue into campsite rules. Okay. Campsite rules for me, so everybody's heard the, it's kind of like the golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated. But I see it in a way like a campsite. So you leave a place better or the same that you found it. Maybe there's some trash around. You pick up the trash, take it out, but you don't leave any trash. Like you don't leave the place worse than you found it. But I treat people that way. So telling some guy that if he would have just done X, Y, and Z, it would have been fine or that would make him a good person isn't productive. That's not leaving it the same or better. You think you're giving advice, but you're really not. You're just critiquing and putting someone down. And that's not helpful. Nope. No. So sometimes it's better to just end a conversation, whether the person gets demeaning, it's a little bit toxic, codependent, whatever, and you just need to cut it off. Okay, thanks. This is the end. Done. And they won't take that as the no. They don't take the goodbye. And if they don't take it as the no, that wasn't the right relationship anyways. Right. So you got to be okay with being told no. Right. And you got to be okay with being told this doesn't work for me. Yeah, because there are plenty of fish in the sea. There's enough people out there. You'll find that person. They might just be in Canada. God only knows. <laughs> so to all of our listeners in Canada, come on down. Until next time, <laughs> this is Nate. This is Laura Branning. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the wild. Have a good night. <laughs>